The date is November 25th, Monday, and today I'm coming to you from Port Vila, Vanuatu. On this day in 1947, Hollywood Studios in Los Angeles, California, instituted the first blacklist. Ten writers and directors under suspicion of communist sympathies were all fired from their respective posts, and movie and TV studios were instructed not to hire them. The Hollywood Ten, as they are known, were requested to testify in front of the House of Un-American Activities. On the whole, the Ten believed the entire situation to be a witch hunt by paranoid John McCarthy followers. Their trial was a clear demonstration of power on the part of the U.S. government, though the ordeal is rather hypocritical in light of the First Amendment rights which protect freedom of speech, including artistic expression. And on this day in 1975, Suriname gained its independence from the Netherlands. Suriname is located on the northern coast of South America and is the smallest country by landmass on the continent. Its population is an estimated 580,000, with the majority of people living in the northern half of the country. The climate is tropical and the plant life is lush, so perhaps it's no wonder that European trading companies immediately set to work developing plantations and creating an agrarian economy. Suriname then, unfortunately, became a center of slave exploitation. Primarily controlled by the Netherlands, slaves were shipped in from Africa, the East Indies, and India. To this day, Suriname is one of the most ethnically diverse countries. Tourism is indeed a part of the Suriname economy. The country is home to an extraordinary set of flora and fauna, as well as natural beauty like towering waterfalls, all thanks to encompassing part of the Amazon rainforest. The interior of the country is said to be a birdwatcher's paradise. And today is the birthday of Kate Gleason, American businesswoman, engineer, and philanthropist. Kate Gleason was just shy of 12 when her father began training her as his assistant. Kate's stepbrother had tragically died of typhoid fever, leaving a void in her father's heart as well as his gear-making company. Kate stayed by his side at the company Gleason Works for nearly seven years, leaving at age 18 to enroll at Cornell University's engineering school, one of the first women to do so. Gleason was soon back by her father's side, though. She had become an integral part of management and development, and Gleason Works didn't last more than a semester without her. Gleason went back to work with her father and enrolled at the nearby Mechanics Institute, today known as Rochester Institute of Technology. Gleason took on increasing responsibility in the company and even ventured overseas to make sales in Europe, making Gleason Works one of the first American manufacturing companies to expand globally. Kate Gleason left Gleason Works at age 47 and began to explore other fields. She got into construction and took on various building projects in Rochester, New York, South Carolina, and California. When she passed away in 1933, she left the majority of her $1.4 million estate, about $27 million in today's dollars, to institutions in and around Rochester, New York, including her alma mater, the Rochester Institute of Technology, and the main Rochester Public Library. In turn, 
RIT named their engineering departments the Kate Gleason College of Engineering, and the library's main auditorium also bears Kate's name. Today's poem is titled The Cherry Trees by Edward Thomas. The cherry trees bend over and are shedding on the old road where all that past are dead, their petals strewing the grass as for a wedding, this early May morn where there is none to wed. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Virginia Combs, wishing you a good morning, a better day, and a lovely evening. <laughs>